0: bringing it back all right we're live you feel good with your notes yeah all right everyone welcome to the show i got my main man casey say what i did
1: this is gonna be a good one today we got to be a hot and spicy hot and
0: spicy little hot and spicy trail mix yeah oh i like that yeah i'm you. i trying to make scott loud tonight (laughs) scott say hello introduce yourself really quick (laughs) how's it going well, I'm going to let Casey introduce this, but you are either watching or listening to MLO. M-L-O. And my main man Carp's going to hit us with the title today. What is it?
1: Yeah, it's a fun one. It's the uh, biggest changes in the market this year, 2023 fire changes. Fire changes. Yeah.
0: I think this is important, though, because. A lot of people out there might be planning to buy a home, but they're sitting on the bench because they're thinking, <laughs> I'm already starting to laugh. Yeah, I know. They're sitting on the bench because they're like, oh, rates are high, or yep. I can't do this. But even when the market was hot, interest rates were down, 2020, 2021, trickled into 2022. There were excuses from that same kind mm-hmm. of. JV2 squad, if you will. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> it's my sole mission to yeah. try to make sky just completely they weren't the first tank.
2: on the field, that's for sure.
0: No, but in all seriousness and fairness, there's so many changes that I think, especially first time home buyers, need to know about because this could be their opportunity to jump in. So, yeah. Casey, hit us with bullet number one. You got five things we're gonna go through today, so bear with us, folks.
1: Five of them, but I think one of the changes a lot of us are seeing right now is time. Right, we're seeing time, and what that is is dame time, dame time, tame time. <laughs> we're Portland, Oregon, here, so we, you know, we love our trailblazers, <laughs> but um, but really, you're seeing homes right now sit a lot longer on the market than we were used to in the last few years, um, and so really, this time has changed things, it's changing. The way you're going about your maybe purchase uh, searching, maybe it's changing the way you're doing your negotiation, structuring your loan, all that stuff, right? So, yeah,
0: we're seeing homes stay on market about four times longer than the most previous two pandemic years. So, when you're seeing a house that has been listed, uh, say, oh, on market for 47 days, first and foremost, don't assume the foundation is cracked. Yeah. Like, that is not how it is comparatively to the previous years. Like, literally, pandemic real estate was. New listing would be on market Thursday, half a dozen offers by Thursday night, and the deal would be wrapped up and pending before the end of Friday. Mm -hmm. That was super normal. Now normal, you've got multiple weeks, Scott, where things are sitting and what this does as a pro, a positive to a lot of buyers out there, Mm -hmm. if you don't like the rushed tempo— you want to go think about it. I heard that a lot during those years. I mm-hmm. like open houses and things. I just don't want to be rushed to make a decision when I've only seen the house for like five minutes. They want time. So someone that maybe is an analyzer wants to process and think, look at a long list of homes and really see what might be trying a lot of different pants, yeah. if you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying so hard to make Scott laugh. <laughs> trying just a lot of different pants. anything But well, would you agree with that? Like this is a better pace with the longer days on market for someone that wants to think through Absolutely. the decision.
2: Yeah, cuz it before, right? Like you would get you're right, like you would have that house get listed on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then it's like if you had buyers that wanted to buy it, they're calling you at seven o'clock at night, like, "Oh my god, we found the house! We want to put in an offer. Can you run this quote for us immediately? We want to know what the payment is. We want to know what the closing costs are going to be, and we need it right now because
0: we need it like twenty minutes ago."
2: Yeah, and and so like now it's much more relaxed. There's much more time to really get an idea of what is your financial you know, future for the house gonna look like? What's your payment? What's your closing cost? You can kind of mull it over a little bit. It's not a fire drill.
0: Yeah, it's like pandemic years in real estate was like Black Friday every single day.
2: Door busters, get it going, like
0: fire you go, sale. Let's go, let's go, yeah. let's go. And then now it's like uh, just a, a way healthier pace in my opinion. But to your point about running the numbers, I think this is super important because now this gives everyone some time to think and then connect with us, not that we can't run numbers quickly, but it is nice to kind of analyze through. I just had a client that because the home was legally deemed a condo as a detached residence, Mm -hmm. the way that the the title was set as a condo, condos have a higher interest rate and typically higher closing costs associated than a true single family residence. And for this particular client of mine, the numbers just didn't work out with their long, long-term goal of cash flowing and renting this property. yeah, All because of taking the time, pulling the county records, pulling the title and analyzing the property versus back pandemic, keep referencing pandemic years. Yeah, It just wouldn't matter, whatever, this is it. Like I've heard so many people say, this is it. I remember there'd be like six homes people would offer on Thursday if they didn't get those. Thursday shift two in the evening was the second set of homes, and then it was just so exhausting. Yeah.
1: and it's, I mean, the joke was the homes would sell faster than the post would go in the front yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like seriously, like that was the true. Post would go in the front yard and it would already go pending
0: lines like, like, for open houses, lines for open all houses, all and
1: you have to think about it like it's people buying a house, right? This isn't just like a quick decision, we're not mm-hmm. buying, you know an electronic or something that you know can be more of a spontaneous buy yeah a
0: two so, for one pasta you know, box at yeah, freddy's exactly
1: 100 yeah. percent. and it's like the that couple years we went through was kind of chaos right fast offers totally stacked up so having homes sit on the market now 40 some days does a couple of things one it's increased the inventory so that's helped that's us a good point. Mm-hmm. that's literally put more houses on the market for us to choose from. And I think the last stat we looked at, it was like 2.7 months or something where we were sitting like less than a month for a long time, right? Um, And then really it's opened the door to negotiations because now that home has sat longer and it's allowing now our buyers who have taken the time, looked at the house, been able to, you know, really process it and say, hey, this home's for me. It's not a rushed purchase. Now let's talk about it. Let's negotiate it and make it make it happen. That's together. a good point
0: on the inventory. I'm glad that you re brought that up because pandemic years of real estate was kind of like showing up to baskin and robbins and it's like chocolate or vanilla and now all flavors are out sample spoons are happy yeah, and we're happens. having a great time right yeah yeah, yeah. a lot of Full flavors in. yeah new
1: flavors come in
0: <laughs> it's my sheer <laughs> mission to make scott fall out of his sample chair in this episode so i'm bringing in they the just Zingers. come
2: so
1: organically to you <laughs> it's amazing
0: well let's go to number two though hit me with two
1: Well, it kind of rolls off of so open to negotiations, right? With those homes sitting longer, now you're seeing closing costs being covered by the sellers a lot more often. This is huge. So, seller credits. So, that seller, I mean, really, that home's been sitting for 40 days, 45, 50, pushing it right. The seller does get antsy. They do want to get that home sold. They are willing now to have probably conversations they might not have been that very first day they went live, right? But... Now it's been sitting, let's entertain some negotiations, seller credits.
0: Yeah, this is a big one for our buyers because it's out of pocket expenses that are having to be covered. So say you're a first time home buyer and you have limited cash, right? You can only maybe execute a 3% down payment. Not a lot of home buyers, especially the first time home buyers, understand closing costs Mm -hmm. and it's a whole nother episode of its own but typically you're going to want to factor in maybe another two two and a half sometimes even another three percent guys so you might need twice as much money as you originally thought just to buy the home we hear that all the time oh I saved up my down payment I'm Mm -hmm. ready to go but it's actually down payment plus closing costs, equals your total cash to close or cash invested to purchase the asset. So in this market now, because there's less demand and it's a buyer's market, we're actually able to negotiate some if not all, in particular cases, closing costs to be covered by the seller, saving you five, ten, sometimes fifteen thousand dollars out of pocket cash. I mean, I know Scott, you've had a ton of conversations in the last week with people that this fits great because mm-hmm. they just have the down payment,
2: right? Yeah, and, and there's like in the really hot time, right? I we used to call them buckets. We used to joke and say that that the listing agents had buckets, right? Mm-hmm. So they would get. When things were really hot, right? Like, let's say you got 40 offers. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, so these guys want closing costs. Right. Bucket. Yeah. These guys are doing at asking price. Mm -hmm. No closing costs. Bucket. These guys are offering 20 or 40 grand over. This is the bucket we want to be in, and yeah. then they would only present those offers to the seller.
0: Yeah.
2: Now things have changed, so now that those things are sitting longer, it's not quite so hot. There's not as many people that are getting qualified uh, because rates are higher. Um, there's just so much more room for negotiation, yeah. and and those are really big, especially if if you're a first time home buyer or you're somebody that doesn't understand these closing costs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's hard to to save that money mm-hmm. for your down payment, then go to you know us to get qualified and you're like, well, what do you mean I need more money than that? Mm-hmm. You know, I I have my down payment. There are additional costs for closing. There's some things we can do to recover them, but the seller credit is huge on top of that.
0: Yeah. And I would like to just add a little asterisk to the fact that not every property offers that opportunity because there are still highly desirable hot properties even in a buyer's market so you can't just make the assumption we're just like we're saying a majority of i would say 75 percent of the transactions i'm putting into esco right now we are getting some sort of seller credit it might be the closing costs it might be a seller paid buy down Mm -hmm. um and we're going to dive into another key negotiating process on our i think fourth out of fifth bullet so hang with us but let's move to number three
1: small asterisk on the closing costs you always want to check that you're not exceeding that as well every loan has the caps right Mm -hmm. so it's like like addy said i'd say two two out of three transactions i'm seeing have closing costs covered Uh, most of the time you're fine um, but you do want to check that every loan has different caps Uh, but really it's a great tactic right now for clients because Mm -hmm. you're seeing a lot of clients have a down payment but struggle because they don't have the closing costs and closing costs used to be around two percent but now you're closer to three
0: Mm. super good point and to add to your point of the point and why closing costs cannot be a contribution toward down payment Mm -hmm. another FAQ we get from first-time home buyers. Yeah, totally. Oh, well, I'll just ask for 40000 in seller credits and use the remaining ones for... Di- Unfortunately, that's against the rules. Right, right. But I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. All right. Third, Number three.
1: Yeah, third banger. This is, this is great because it kind of goes both ways, but we're looking at um, if that home's, you know, on the market and you do put that offer in and you put it as an over-asking offer, mm-hmm. could there be the possibility of an appraisal gap, mm-hmm. right? With that. So kind of two tactics, it's it over asking on that house? And then we'll explain kind of appraisal gap coming in on what that, well, how that looks.
0: So number three is almost an extinction of over ask offers. <laughs> number two, a sure extinction of appraisal okay. gaps. Mm-hmm. Scott, why don't you chime in on what we, we all know what an over ask offer is. Ooh, Paying yeah. way yep. more or just even more than the original. To get bucket, right? Give me an example. But example, half a million dollar home listed are 499 and buyer one offers 525, right? That's 26K over asking. Yep. And so on, and so on, and so on. So, sure. in the height of everything, it was like stacking bricks. Where it was like, oh, we got 25 over. Then someone goes 30. It's like bidding, like Sotheby's bang. <laughs> <laughs> it hey, it I mean, yeah, what
1: was the highest you guys saw? Like A
0: quarter I, a million over. quarter million Lake over. A, Lake Oswego property listed at 1.9. Went a quarter million dollars over. And my good friend Listy would know this because we lost out on this one. Hi, Heather. The winning bid. Also added in a taco truck to come and cater their daughter's graduation party. Quarter million over with the cater taco truck. It was in the offer. True story. We ain't seeing taco trucks added to you can to do offers. That. You can. That's let's, amazing. Let's talk That's about amazing. the appraisal yeah. gap, though, wow. because so, this is a cash what out of pocket thing then? that you needed. In years past, in order to even legitimately yeah, put in is. an offer, and now it is not. So this is huge for people that are trying to keep the, the funds invested down to a minimum. Yeah. Appraisal gap. Explain that.
2: So your, your appraisal gap was basically if you got in, well, you had to, if you get an appraisal on your property and there's a gap,
0: mm-hmm. right,
2: between what the appraisal is and what you bought it for, you are agreeing to cover that gap out of pocket.
0: So let's, let's role play. Let's, let's role, role play. play. Yeah. So we're going to buy Casey's home. What are you asking for? For list price? Come up yep. with the list price. 500. 500. Good I'm going to offer 550 because my agent told me there were 17 other offers yep. all the way up to 540. I don't want to lose this one. I'm tired. I'm fatigued. Mm-hmm. So, you as my lender, yep. what do I need to prepare for? Because my agent said I need to put in an appraisal gap, but I'm offering
2: 540. 540 or 550? 540. 540. Okay. So, let's, the appraisal comes back
0: mm-hmm. and
2: it comes back at 500. Exactly. And I committed to paying an appraisal gap. And he committed yep. to paying the appraisal gap. So what that means is you're paying an extra forty grand mm-hmm. out of pocket, not an equity. That's just straight black hole money
0: Additional to get the deal. cash.
1: Additional cash. Because black hole money. We agreed. I took his PM. price at five forty because I wanted that. I like that high price yeah, over asking. Price. Yep. But that appraisal came in at five hundred. So it was forty thousand below. That's your gap. Asking. Yep. That's your gap. Well, who won? The
2: sellers, the sellers, sellers. won. It wasn't sellers sellers you. Won. The buyer is the is a huge loser. You you, <clears throat> conversely, right? If we look at this from a mathematical perspective or a financial perspective, had you offered at five hundred, mm-hmm. gotten a house and then put another forty k down, or or forty k towards that, that's forty thousand in equity. Yeah, this is just forty thousand that you're giving to the seller who's probably going to go to Barbados. Or buy a new hardline.
0: Well, and so for me, you tell me, okay, Addy, you need a minimum of five percent down payment on the half a million yep. that should appraise for. So that's twenty five k. Plus, yep. you say, oh, I got ten thousand dollars in closing costs. That's thirty five k. Yep. And then I got to pay a forty thousand dollar appraisal gap. Seventy five thousand. Seventy five thousand dollar check, and the appraisal gap is actually higher than the closing costs and my down payment. Yep. So that was super intense and was very common for about 18 months. Mm -hmm. I'm almost 24 months. For sure. Um, It really was. This is gone. This is huge. The appraisal is actually back to being a leveraging point for our buyers because if the home does not appraise, then we can come back to the table, to the sellers and renegotiate a sales price. So there are some situations where you could actually get a cheaper price than what you originally offered based on the appraisal. So this is a big one. No over ask, no appraisal, less money out of pocket, Mm -hmm. less crazy offers. Boom, let's go to the
1: next one. Number four which I always encourage buyers to do, I think it's a very wise choice, home inspections, inspections, yep, inspection period. For your protection, get a home inspection. I mean, this is really big, (laughs) especially
0: in markets like California. That started really early in the pandemic years of just buying a house as is, no inspection. But now that is like the appraisal and it is – routine to get an inspection period And it's actually key right now because with the pace slowing down with not having backup offers sellers only have one option you as the buyer can go in i like to call it the car of real estate show mm-hmm. me the car facts. you third party inspector comes in and checks all the nuts and bolts hey how does the roof look do i got any leaks how are the systems all these things mm-hmm. and you assemble this wrap sheet of Home Depot trips, contractor, handyman stuff, and you have a certain amount of time to present a counter offer to the mm-hmm. sellers and request particular items to be fixed, or you're backing out. You're hitting the old eject button, Maverick See on the ground.
2: yeah. S- Did that get you? (laughs) I'm
1: trying so hard. It took me a second. I was like, wait.
0: (laughs) Is he going? That was a Top Gun. Top
1: Gun. Is that Tom Cruise?
0: But this is really big because it protects our sellers from getting into a house that isn't in good standing from conditioning. Yeah,
1: yeah it protects you from a bad investment. I mean, really, cause like at the end of the day, and you, I mean, do you know the houses? Do you know all the mixed models, the years they are built? Cause it's all built with different materials. There's copper, there's concrete, PVC. There's PVC. I mean, you name it, right? Galvanized. You've got galvanized, you got asbestos, non-asbestos. I mean, you name it. So it's like the home inspection is that professional will tell you the DNA of that home, what you're investing hundreds of thousands of dollars into right. to make sure it's good. And so, you know, for four or $500 cost, it's pretty well worth it. You well, know, it tells, absolutely <clears throat> tells you a lot. But you have to look at, like, and think about the flip side. You're in a market now, right now, right, where if you really think about it, sellers probably, they're feeling that pressure. Because so we had that great wave, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. The last couple of years of selling, selling at peak amounts, selling top equity, the over askings we're talking about, the market's not the same now. So now it's like, if you're thinking about selling, it's like, you really got to pull that trigger or, or maybe, you know, start to think about the different, different long-term strategy with it. So I think you're seeing some houses come on the market quick because people were in that zone wanting to sell. Yeah. So get that home inspected, cause it might not be up to date. You know and negotiate
0: they're... to have things fixed. Cause one 100%. thing I tell, like, first of all, when someone's selling a home, the last thing they're gonna do is spend thousands of dollars on maintenance and upkeep of like the systems, like your HVAC system. They're not gonna spend eight hundred dollars exactly. to get that service exactly. and fixed. So that's why when we've done hundreds and hundreds of what? mortgages, within the first month, two months, three months. There's countless stories of things just breaking down, mm-hmm. and oh, at when all. When's the surfaces. last time
1: you think that seller was in his crawl space? No, yeah. I mean, you know, there's probably yeah. Hanging you're getting, you get the Christmas oh, ornaments, yeah. and you pull them out. You bonk your head yeah. on, and that's it.
0: You don't see there's so you, you know, know that
1: one who knows maybe hole on the side or whatever has got water coming through, right? Like there's stuff you just
0: there's a lot. Scott, anything to add yeah. on inspections?
1: So Gotta get it done.
2: Y- yeah, on inspections. Um, get an inspection like just bottom That's, line yeah, Get an inspection be, yeah we all are on that sandwich. um because i've seen I, i've had two recently uh a lot of what i i do or a lot of my specialties are, are kind of harder properties right or harder loan scenarios i've had two recently in the last month where these sellers are they're, they're selling their home mm-hmm. they purchased them when things were hot they wanted to flip them they bought them cash no inspection So now I have buyers that want to go buy these houses that are listed right now, right? Mm. I had a bungalow in Portland that was exquisite. I mean, it was beautifully remodeled. They didn't get an inspection, so they never looked at the septic. So now, when we're going to try to get buyers into this house, the septic system was trashed. It's a 40 grand fix to get that done. It's a beautiful home. I would love to have my clients get in that home, but for 40 grand, and the seller not willing to do anything because they can't.
0: Beware of lipstick on a pig. Beware
1: say. of lipstick on a pig. I was gonna say you have to you have to look at like that's where that thought of like if that seller's looking at sh- off of that house you know now like hey we just gotta get it sold so we don't miss the window hmm. miss the window. There's a lot of lipstick on the pig going yeah. on out there. Yeah.
0: I'd say too pro tip out there a lot of people. A lot of sellers and agents will say, well, hey, instead of, you know, I know you're concerned about the HVAC system or this or that, we're just gonna buy you a home warranty. You need to be very wary of home warranties Mm -hmm. because there's good ones and there's bad ones. So what a home warranty does is for a particular set fee and. We can go into so many layers. You can actually protect a certain list of items in your home. And there's really expensive ones and there's cheap ones. My point here is read the fine print of your home warranty because I've had, I've even had a family member of mine thinking that they're refrigerator and their hvac system was actually covered by the particular home warranty provided by the sellers and it wasn't that model that year that whatever that handle not approved totally so i've actually seen the home warranties become less effective as of the last maybe three to four years unfortunately
1: definitely definitely read the fine print Definitely we Definitely
0: should. get it fixed yeah. and don't roll yeah. over for a home warranty in this market.
1: Yeah, no, no. Pros and cons. That's yeah. for sure. But I mean, you know, the inspection's a big thing, so definitely get that done.
0: Yeah. yeah. What's we got one last bullet. Yeah. Right, we're rolling at a great clip here, twenty two minutes. Oh right? yeah, we're three to remain. Rolling. Three we're three trying to, to do twenty five minutes today. Yeah.
1: Everybody, hmm. we're twenty five shooters. Yeah. So we'll give, you, we'll give you our best twenty five. Six shooters. Yeah. Okay. Number five, buying power has been reduced. This is big. Scott.
2: As, as the the math guru. So obviously as interest rates go up, right, uh, you have a lot of people that say like, oh, interest rates are up. And, and you know, I, I call it dad wisdom, which is where, you know, you're going to buy your first house. Your dad always chimes in. Oh, you don't want to buy a house with a two-car garage. You know, always. things like that. And they say interest rates are high. I don't buy. It.
0: What's wrong um, with a two-car garage? Yeah, what's...
2: It was just an example. No, I'm just doing (laughs) that. So, so if we look at this from, let's start with the numbers, right? So, so let's say we have a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar loan amount. Okay. That's what our principal and interest is going to be based off of. Mm -hmm. So, at three and a half percent, the principal, principal and interest is two thousand twenty one dollars a month.
0: That would fit a lot of people's budgets. That's pretty good, right? That's pretty. Yep. Cheaper than rent, probably.
2: So at six and a half percent, do you want to take a stab at what it is right now? What what the principal and interest payment is at six and a half percent?
0: Forty-seven fifty. (laughs) $2,844.
2: It's Two thousand eight hundred and forty four dollars. <laughs> oh, I was
0: thinking of property taxes. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry.
2: that is just principal and interest. Yeah, we still no? have property just loan. tax loan you, and that doesn't include property tax, mortgage insurance if you got it, HOA insurance, HOA. So you see a big five hundred
0: or sorry, eight hundred and change bump.
2: Eight hundred and twenty three dollar difference. And in
0: terms of buying power relative to getting approved for a loan, hundred thousand dollars in borrowed money is roughly about five hundred dollars. So if we're looking at an eight hundred dollar increase you're losing like 160 to 170 in real estate buying power meaning okay whoa in real estate years i was approved up to 500 assuming everything stays the same income credit Mm -hmm. liabilities meaning non-mortgage debt your new approved amount might be like
2: 375 yeah that's like having a really nice you you just tacked on a really nice car payment real yeah yeah like for a really nice car that's a that's a big car payment now
0: yeah and you're lying about no one cares about the car that you drive no from one cares about your car as much as run, you do hit, that, yeah, that was no a hit no. yeah that was a
2: killer <laughs> but
0: this also brings to why the market's moving so there's less people that can afford for a mortgage so people that have uh are high debt carriers non-debt mortgage credit cards Double Escalade with spinner payments. Um, heavy the double
1: escalated spinners. <laughs> man, I haven't dude. seen one of those in a long time. Oh man. Do they still make spinners?
0: I mean, it's, it's just backing up. Let's say you make 10 G's a month. Most loan yeah. programs allow for your total monthly payments of all your debts combined that show up on a credit report, including the mortgage, at about 50%. Mm-hmm. Now, it varies on product and credit score, but that's an easy math. So we go 10,000, divide that by two, we're at 5,000. Mm-hmm. So if you had no mortgage debt, you could afford this house Scott's talking about. But if you've got $3,000 in uh, deferred student loan calculation, the Escalade spinners, credit card minimums, a personal loan, you can out-debt yourself into buying even an entry-level home. Yeah, at making out. 120k a year—that's freaking nuts.
1: Yeah, cool. Well, and people just got so confused. They're like, you know, <laughs> if it their situation stayed the same, right? 150 they made or whatever, 100, and the payments went up, 800, 1500 together with property taxes, everything combined. It's like. They didn't understand. Well, it's like your the payment went up. Like nothing changed. Your income didn't go up, but the payment went up 1,500. Your buying power went from 700,000 to 500,000, yep. right? Well, and like- on a
0: positive note, though, the people that are low debt, and high credit score really have an opportunity to get an amazing deal on a home right now because the demand is down, it's a buyer's market, you could leverage in a lot of different things. And the clients that I'm working with in this position, their entire mindset is, hey, I'm gonna get in, I'm gonna take a short-term blow for a long-term win on refinancing that payment. Absolutely. And then they're not dealing with the riff raff of Black Friday madness.
2: Yeah. And that that's the biggest part. Like that's where things really make sense in this market is mm-hmm. if you can get a deal on the house, like, yeah, it kind of sucks right now. You know, you're going to take a higher interest rate, but really what hurts the most is if you have to take a higher interest rate and we keep you in that house for a really long time, Yeah, you're paying a bunch of interest.
0: Yeah. The biggest unspoken <laughs> currency in real estate is time mm-hmm. because time is what can make the asset profitable or not profitable if you're forced to sell in a buyer's market you might not make any money you might only break even but if you can find a way to weather the storm and wait for the market to shift because it does Mm -hmm. then you win time the most unspoken currency and
2: time heals all wounds
1: yes it does does.
0: that's the (laughs) i feel like you had a you had a contribution there
1: No, I think I'm good. I was going to go on a rant, but I'm good.
0: You're feeling it? Yeah. I I love that
1: we went through five. There's certainly a lot of different changes.
0: Yeah. Um, But we're hoping this episode really helped everybody out and give you the top five biggest changes in real estate since the pandemic years. So. That was nailed. I
1: think we did pretty good. That
0: was good. We hit our mark. We're a little bit over on the minutes, but we do want to thank everyone out there that's tuning in to MLO. And until next time, we will. Catch Catch you
2: later.
0: Catch you later. Yes. That was good. I was waiting. (laughs) We got two out of three. Yeah, that Yeah, that was pretty good. Nailed it.